What's going on, guys? Hey, it is the weekend. Why up? You're on the Culture Jack Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Guys, if you listen to this the day it drops, it is the day after Christmas. So hopefully you caught some of those sweet, sweet Christmas movies, TV shows. Or maybe you caught up on Hawkeye. Maybe you made it to the theater and watched Amazing Spider-Man. Or maybe you didn't watch TV at all. And you sat there staring off into that beautiful cedar burning fireplace. Probably not. Uh, yeah, let's kick this thing off. Guys, um, I don't. I, I don't have a lot for this episode. That's that's what it is. Um, and, and that was partially intentional, to tell you the truth, because I, I have been watching some shows. I wanted to share some of that with you. Talk real briefly about 2022. And I think I'm going to talk a little bit about Spider-Man. So there is your spoiler warning. I'm going to talk a little bit about Spider, Spider-Man. I'm not going to go into... OTE breakdown status, but I do want to talk about it because the spoiler ban has been lifted. I've seen so much shit the last couple of days uh, that you're you're not getting away from it. Now, the first few days, there was a no spoiler ban, and I feel like everybody did a pretty good job. However, we're past Christmas. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry uh, that you haven't made it to the theater in your, your local area, but, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. Not, I'm again, I'm not going OTE status. We're breaking it down. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about that. So kicking it off, right. Uh, matrix just came out on HBO max and I have to finish it. Truth be told, I passed out about halfway through. Um, but I will say without spoiling it, that their take on it kind of kind of took me back for a minute, um, especially the first 20, 30 minutes, or maybe I, maybe I made it three quarters of the way. I don't know. I was in it about an hour, and then the lights went out. <laughs> um, nonetheless, though, I was taken back by the approach in a very, very good way. I was wondering, like, how are they going to bring all this back together? How are they going to stitch it? into the matrix fabric for it to make sense and for it to be enjoyable, not a rehashing of what was already out there. And if you are a matrix fan, um, especially one that really enjoyed the first two, the third one was good, but I mean, you really have to be in knee deep. Um, I feel like you would really enjoy this, uh, movie, at least to the halfway point, three quarters of the way point until I passed out. I will be re-watching the remainder of it. Luckily, good old uh, Apple TV has that. You shut it off and it stays there for you waiting. We're not fast forwarding and rewinding cassette tapes. But nonetheless, the point is, if you guys have not seen The Matrix and you are a fan of it, or if you have been considering diving into the, the, the trilogy or or you know, all four movies, plus I think the Animatrix, the anime show, maybe you were a fan of the game. I feel like it's worthwhile. Um, it, it's an IP that is one that is long lasting, uh, like many others, but I would definitely consider checking that out. Um, an interesting Christmas movie I caught on Christmas morning was 8-Bit. Um, I'm not, let me look that up real quick to see what that was on. That was uh, it wasn't bad. 
it was uh, kind of an enjoyable story. It very, very nostalgic. So if you are a child of the 80s and 90s, you're you're going to I liked it because of it uh, personally. Um, there's some funny stuff in it. There's a ton of references, especially when we're talking Nintendo. That's what the whole story is about. You'll get that out of the out of the gate. But, you know, Neil Patrick Harris, who is also in The Matrix, which I thought was pretty cool. So Neil, Neil Patrick Harris, Steve Zahn, uh, June, Diane Raphael. And it's definitely worthwhile. And this is also on HBO Max. Um, yeah, it was a fun story. I'm again, I don't want to ruin it for you, but it was something different, something unexpected that came out back in November 24th, 2021. So if you're still in that holiday mood, I, you know, I think it's worth a watch, especially if you have kids, it's, it's fun. Um, uh, especially because you'll get the nostalgia of Nintendo cause it, it's legitimately about not Nintendo, the company, but a, uh, young boy that has quite a story about a Nintendo system. So check that out. Uh, I was last night, I was catching up on, uh, I always want to, I always fuck the name up, but I don't know why. I I always want to call it Kings of, of Yorktown, but it's Mayor of Kingstown. I, I don't get it. Uh, other than it's a great fucking show, guys. If you haven't been catching up with that, Jeremy Renner, um, incredible casting, very adult drama, but damn, is it good? It's so freaking good. That's available over on Paramount and actually Paramount plus to my surprise, I was perusing there cause I was, I was, uh, looking at some stuff. Let's do this T let's do, there was a couple of other children's movie, new movies. Um, let's do this. Oh, rumble is an exclusive on Paramount plus. If you guys haven't seen that, I'm going to get my kid to watch it. It looks fun. It's a very, uh, fun looking animated series where it appears as though, uh, there's a character, an animated monster type character that is building up to battle and fight and, and, and go into the ring and uh, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. But Paramount Plus also has Scream coming to theaters on January 14th, Jackass Forever, February 4th, The Lost City, March 25th, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, April 8th, Top Gun um, in on May 27th. They're also the, the guys that are bringing um, Mayor of Kingstown, Yellowstone, 1883, and so many others. I mean, like these guys... I, I, you know, they got Paw Patrol. They, I, they're, they're building up, man. I, and it's like kind of caught me off guard because I'm like, these guys are not a competitor. That's, but they're, they're getting some shit going here. I mean, Yellowstone being one of the highest viewed TV shows of all time is pretty wild in my mind. Uh, and then some of these shows, some of these other shows and some of these movies, I mean, hopefully they can keep pushing and keep building and building and building because. I love the competition, boys and girls. I love it, especially in the sense of streaming services because it just keeps everybody else kind of in check. And talking about being in check, guys, The Witcher Season 2 came out. I did watch that in a very short order. And hot damn. Oh, another sidebar, sorry. 
Clifford the Big Red Dog is also available on Paramount Plus. That is a show I'm going to try to get my kid to watch after I'm done screwing around doing podcasts. <laughs> um, anyways, Witcher. Henry Cavill is a fucking beast, for one. For two, if you're a Witcher fan or or just a fan of uh, fantasy and uh, the medieval fantasy kind of shit, this is the show for you 100%. Um, if you're a fan of the game, I think it's a show for you 100%. I, I love how Henry Cavill portrays him. The writing is good. Uh, the story is great. It builds up. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ruin it for you. But by the end of it, I was like, "Holy shit!" And then in the very end, I was like, "Oh fuck yes!" Because there's something very exciting at the end of the season for those Witcher fans. So that is out on Netflix. So you're gonna want to check that out as well. I highly recommend that. Again, if you're a fantasy person, I get it. Um, there's so many people, myself included, that. Um, especially when it comes to TV shows and movies, depending on your watch time and kind of how your setup is. Uh, for me, I can tell you that generally speaking, uh, throughout the day, even days I'm off and especially days I'm working, I don't watch shit for TVs or movies. In the evenings or late at night is when I watch. Now, if I'm busy and I got shit going on, like I'm doing the podcast or I'm doing some shit for YouTube or I'm studying for an exam or I'm working on, you know, work late or I want to play Halo or whatever. Normally, I'm not one to watch TV until later into the evening. And that's that's the reason, like, I, I passed out watching freaking The Matrix and stuff like that. And sometimes it's 6 o'clock, sometimes 8, 9 o'clock before I'll watch a show or two. Uh, but nonetheless, that's kind of my my setup on on how I watch it. Now, in addition to that, there's there's people that seldomly watch shit. There's people that watch shit throughout the day, you know, depending on, you know, your flexibility with work or if you're off or what have you. Um, and then there's, of course, genres of shows that people are, uh, that they gravitate toward. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like uh, uh, the superhero Marvel or DC both I I can speak for me and I'm I'm pretty sure for the most part Dustin's in the same boat. It's like fuck if if there's a new Hawkeye, if there's a new WandaVision, if there's a new fucking Quicksilver, Star Lord, it doesn't matter. We're gonna watch the show. Like you can count on it. You know, it's just one of those things. Um, but when you go outside of that, uh, I would imagine and 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 I could be wrong, Dustin and I are wildly different in that sense. Uh you know, and I don't know because come to think of it, I, I don't know that we've really talked about many shows outside of uh, the MCU and DCEU type of shows. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a funny, that, that's just kind of a funny, uh, it just kind of hit a crossroad there. Um, but beyond that, though, there there are a handful of shows and, and it grows and it changes. And I've been trying to open my uh, my net that I cast for the show and, and just for pure enjoyment on trying to watch additional shows and trying to get the feel for what else is out there to give you guys a more genuine um, explanation and a more genuine review. Uh, so hopefully that means something because again, I know a lot of people and I know I mentioned Yellowstone 1883 uh, mayor of Kingstown that, Shit may not be your cup of tea, but what could be is The Witcher, Super Crux, Jupiter's Legacy, uh, Invincible, uh, or one of the many other 8-Bit Christmas, uh, 
you know, the list can go on and on and on. So I try to, I try to diversify some of these shows I'm talking about to uh, possibly I either introduce you to something or, or maybe highlight something you've already been introduced to and that you're, you're fucking enjoying the, the show or movie. Uh, and, and that's what it is, but it is, it is nice in that sense, because I know that there are plenty of shows that are old shows and a good example of that um, for me is earlier this year. And I, and I talked about it on the podcast is the big bang theory. Now I had watched a couple of episodes. Okay. Just a couple of episodes uh, while they were, while they were still actively, you know, pushing the stuff. I, I didn't really care for it. Middle of summer, we were searching for something because as most of you know, the middle of summer, man, there was not shit coming out. Like you got one or two shows and it was like this big deal in a movie, but a movie lasts one viewing as a show to where it's either episode to episode, or if they release it in, in a, in a junket or in a pile like Netflix does, then you can fucking binge it if you choose, or you can watch one episode a day or whatever your thing is. So jumping back and rewatching uh, and, and watching it in whole big bang theory. I fucking loved that show. And, and while no, I didn't watch it actively when it was uh, running and it was new. I'll tell you that show holds up. I was very surprised. And what, what an enjoyable show that was while also doing that with like 30 rock. I'm like, how goofy and crazy is this shit? Um, but also knowing that there's so many great shows and movies that are out there that I know I haven't seen, and I know a lot of you haven't seen, um, but being, I guess, open enough to to venture in to those worlds, uh, I, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised, if anything, by the diversity and story and acting and, and direct, you know, the directing and, and, and everything, if you go into those things with an open mind. So I have relentlessly pursued that over the last year, year and a half, uh, while regularly talking about this, being like, okay, fucking step back here, fella. Let me kind of look at this uh, with a different set of lenses. And that's what's helping me draw, A, my conclusions, and, and also to broaden me out to watch some of these shows I traditionally would not watch. Um, and it has been highly enjoyable. I mean, American Horror Story, that's that's one like I would never fucking watch that show on my own. I have seen it. I've seen it several times. I've seen several seasons at this point, and I've enjoyed the shit out of the storytelling in it. Um, do do am I a fan of horror? Like I'm a fan of it to a point, but I am not a a junkie of horror by any stretch of the imagination. I don't seek horror movies or shows. <laughs> it's just not my cup of tea, man. And and I respect though what some of these guys have put together. American Horror Story fits that to the T the stories that are told in there, the actors, the directing there's the well, a, they're different from season to season. So uh, that makes a unique kind of twist to the, to the show as a whole. But while examining it from the outside, being like, what the fuck am I watching to saying, okay, put the guard down. Let's watch an episode or two and see what it is. So um, I don't know why I'm going on a tangent about what, what to watch. I don't give a shit what you watch. I'm just telling you some, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to broaden the horizons guys. We're heading into the new years. I want you to go into it with an open mind, check out some of these shows, check out other shows, drop a comment down below on some of your favorite shows. I would love to hear your favorite shows. In, in fact, if you do that, I will try to feature them on the show so I can talk about them. 
if I've heard of them. Now, if you're going fucking like crazy, like a 1970s show from the BBC, more than likely it ain't going to make the cut. I'm just throwing that out there. It could. You know, I mean, if you threw like Peaky Blinders on there, it's for sure making it. But the other stuff, I don't know. We'll have to see because you got to drop a comment first. So if you want to participate in the fun, drop your like three shows you're watching right now. I would love to see what you guys are watching. Uh, drop drop your, you know, w- what's cooking in uh, the movie world for you. What are you most excited for? So anyways, I digress from those from that conversation. I talked about Hawkeye um, yesterday or in the OTE, uh, the, the Hawkeye episode six. And so I recorded it. I didn't I, I need to re-listen to it because I know that I, I may have come on strong a little bit about my feelings, um, but I kind of hold true to it because I thought about it quite a bit when I was starting to uh, build up in anticipation to produce this episode. And as, as I've thought about it more and more, I still feel 100% the way I did. Not that the episode was bad. I don't feel like Hawkeye episode six was bad. I just feel like A, it was rushed. B, they just went too many places and they just kind of left it the way it got left out. Uh, with no conclusions, with the exception of knowing that there's an echo show coming, was just kind of sloppy. I, I, I just truly feel that way. Kingpin and Maya, Kingpin shoots Maya, we believe. Or did Daredevil swoop down? That could fucking happen and probably did. Um, or not. He, she just kills, she clips Kingpin. He got, what, three minutes on the big screen, <laughs> which would be fucking ridiculous because Vincent D'Onofrio fucking kills it. I think they should do a Kingpin show by itself. Personally, I think that could be an incredible show. Uh, they need to start kind of gauging into that water. We know Echo's coming. Okay, cool. So there's that. The Kate Bishop, you know, where is she going? She's going to take the mantle on Miss Hawkeye. That's what we're left to believe, given the conversation between Kate and Clint as the episode ended, where she's coming up with funny names. Uh, why did they even tell us that Laura Barton was fucking Mockingbird? What difference does it make if she's not going to do anything or there's no throwback uh throwback on the significance other than are they earmarking and being like notable moment <laughs> don't buy the fucking comic books because they're it's you're stalemating they're not going anywhere uh so that i i thought that was kind of an interesting kind of weird situation uh unless they do something with it again we don't know ending the show with the musical i thought was lame personally um while yeah, they, they could have fucking thrown that thing in anywhere. They could have made it its own little show thing, in my opinion. Um, so we don't know where Kate's going. We don't know if Clint, at least they didn't kill Clint. That was the one thing I was fearing. I'm like, don't fucking k- kill Clint and like make it the super dramatic thing. And Clint, in my opinion, should still show up. Um, to what degree, I don't know. But I think Jeremy Renner, while he's not a spring chicken, he should still have kind of the old guard. Maybe he's going to set up the West Coast Avengers. How fucking awesome would that be? I think it would be cool. Anyways, so let's let's keep going, though. Maya, Kingpin, Kate, and Clint. And then we have Yelena Belova, who just fucking dips out. Like, we should have got something, I feel like. I feel like we should have got, I'm going after the Kingpin because of this. Or I'm going after... uh Contessa Valentina 
I'm going at like something. I, 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 again, I, I don't want to get hung up on this. I'm going to move on here in a moment, (laughs) but I just feel that way. I'm like, God, you guys had such a good thing going in my opinion. Yeah. There were some lulls and there was this, the LARPers I thought were cool. I like that the, the uh, tracksuit mafia dudes were the best uh, henchmen. I think out of any MCU thing to date, I love them. Hey bro. Hey bro. You know, I got to get you, bro. I, I just loved it. Trust a bro. I mean, like they did it perfect. And that is from the Matt Faction comic book. Uh, the Echo Kingpin thing, the relationship there was from the MK Daredevil series. Um, So again, it was like you guys were tying with some incredible things and you just kind of dropped it and let it let it fucking lie. So I digress from the Hawkeye episode six. Um, to some degree, am I left wanting more? Yes, but I'm also left in a position where it was like kind of lame, kind of lame how you, how you kind of kicked it to the curb there at the end. Like, here you go. Shield 19, right? Mockingbird. There you go. We're going to burn the Ronin suit. We're going to come up with some names. I've got an idea. You take my mantle on. I'll train you, you know, but it was like, they could have at least did Hawkeye season two coming soon or Kingpin. I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on. Shall we? Shall we move on together? Let's do this dance together. Stepping forward. And let's talk a little bit about Spider-Man. Again, I'm going to touch on some of the spoilers, guys. So if you haven't seen it, fucking pause the episode and like listen to it later when you have seen it. Um, The reason I bring this up is because the spoiler ban has been, I I don't want to say it's been lifted, but the fucking... The the dam that was holding the spoilers has been opened uh, everywhere, man. I've seen so much, so much shit in the last week. It's like, oh, it's it's done. I'm glad I got to see it beforehand. I know Dustin got to see it before uh, what I would say the ban has been lifted. Um, but if you haven't seen it at this point, I hate to tell you this, but it's it's you're, you're kind of late to the party. Right. And, and I again, I want to I want to say this. With with uh, the movie itself, I feel like the internet and people did pretty good for a few days there without fucking dropping all of this stuff. I would say probably five to seven days, but that's that's as far as it went. Now, again, I mean, you can't scroll through an Instagram feed if you have characters that talk about this or what have you without seeing a true spoiler or uh, anything else. So. Let me leave that portion as that. Again, I'm going to talk spoilers, but I do want to talk about this movie as we're getting so close to the turn of the year that I feel like it's important to, and I I fucking want to. So Spider-Man, no way home, right? You get the premise of the story from the trailer, right? Spider-Man, his life's all fucked up because of uh, Mysterio revealing his identity is you know it it causes havoc okay the first third of this movie probably third or quarter of the movie whichever way you want to flip it is essentially showing how fucked up things had gotten and why it's important for change or why you would believe peter parker really wants to make a change on on his identity and of course the thought that comes to mind is go see the the Sorcerer Supreme or was the Sorcerer Supreme. And let's make a change. Now, 
it's pretty fucking boring and kind of slow in the beginning of the show. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, it picked it up right where, right where the last movie stopped, which was okay, but it jumped right in and it was this and it was this, and it was a, a lot of dialogue, a lot of, uh, explanation, a lot of emotions, uh, a lot of that stuff kind of going on. Not a lot of Spider-Man, not a lot of fighting, not a lot of this and that. And then we kind of transition. The spell is done. Strange and and uh, Peter are, are fighting because he fucked the spell up and he needs to, uh, con- re, you know, contain it. And he needs to make this change. Then we start getting introduced to the villains, which was cool. I appreciate, I really appreciate them doing this like throwback. I like how they did some of the story. Um, and it was really cool seeing William Defoe reprise his role. Uh, we got the OG Doc Ock back. We got Jamie Foxx's Electro, a revision to Electro back. We got the Sandman. I, I like the Sandman um, back. We got Tree, which this is his first feature, Tree. Um the the cinematics were good um but the arc it and i'm gonna say this again i'll I'll do a full breakdown Uh, i'll do ote style on this and really kind of dive through step by step on this to further explain and uh reinforce the points i'm trying to make um i just wanted to cruise through this but the middle of the movie where all these villains are coming together and it's this and it's that and peter's gonna save them it's interesting to me because these guys died at essentially their own hand. I, it's hard to say that it was Peter's fault. A hundred percent. It was like, well, no, if you weren't a bad guy, if you weren't in this position, if you weren't doing this thing, then it wouldn't have resulted in your death. Now, Peter Parker directly or indirectly being responsible for that. That's to, to the uh, audience, I guess, to argue and debate. Um, but nonetheless, it was cool to see all these reprisals. There were still a lot of scenes in here where I'm like, I, I, why, why is some of this in here? I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but then we get to see again, the, the William Defoe, the hobgoblin kind of build up and, and the doc Ock, and you get a lot of like exposition from where they were to where they're at now. And, uh, very, very interesting and cool in one hand and in the other, it's like, it's getting kind of drawn out here. Um, leading up to the point of Tom Holland's Spider-Man kind of being like, oh, fuck, I fucked this up. And uh, the impact was bad. Now the impact is the impact of this spell is even fucking worse and all of this stuff. And it transitions into a pivotal moment in his life where Aunt May and the Hobgoblin have a situation, we'll say, that arises that results in something life-changing for Peter. And when in this challenging time, he gets the opportunity to look at um, and explore not only, you know, I would say himself to some point, but also uh, he gets the opportunity to meet his multiverse partners or, or versions of oneself. And it's interesting. It, it, it really is. And of course, you know, again, I, I told you spoilers. I mean, we get the Andrew Garfield, we get the, the Tobey Maguire, which is super cool and how they're depicted when introduced. 
I absolutely love it. You get Andrew Garfield of first in his Spider-Man costume doing his thing with his character from the show. It wasn't, they're not copies, carbon copies of, of each other, which I appreciate. And then Tobey Maguire's is like dressed as a normal dude. Um, in fact, Andrew Garfield's like, you look like a preacher, <laughs> which was funny, but I like how they kind of kept them to the characters we knew from the previous. They didn't try to like fucking alter them in a goofy way. There were some fun, a lot of really good dialogue amongst the three, a lot of good exposition and ex- explanation of their ways, the ways that they view themselves, especially in the sense of, of this unique situation as we have, you know, a, a Spider-Man that's been doing it a while. Then at this point, we've got one that's been doing it a long while. And it's cool because their experiences are different. Their life stories are different. And we get some of that. And I feel like that added definitely an element to the movie and to the show. Now, the big bad at the end, again, this isn't an OTM, just running through it because I wanted to talk about it. Um, you know, going into the big bad, Doc Ock switches sides. He gets semi-cured. The Sandman still is confused. I like how they did that. I like how they did William Defoe. I thought William Defoe fucking killed it as the Green Goblin. And I think I said Hobgoblin earlier. I did not mean that. I meant Green Goblin. I thought he did. I thought he came off as a crazy motherfucker and he was very vengeful and it, you could feel, at least I felt like when I saw him doing what he was doing, uh, it was pure to what that character was supposed to be. He is a fucking villain, true and true. There's no bullshit about it. Electro, I thought, was was uh, well done once he got beyond. But there's so much going on with these bad guys and with this uh, emotion all of the emotional things that's going on, Tom Holland's character and then the other characters. Um, it was almost, it was almost like, again, there's almost too much in this movie. And then Dr. Strange, where the fuck was he? What the hell was going on? And there's, there's uh, MJ and then there's the, the friend and there's just so much going on that I feel like they were on the edge of putting too much shit in this movie. As we saw with the OG Spider-Man three trying to tell this epic story. Now, again, I'll go into more details on this in a later, in, in a later episode, the end credit scenes. I'm, I'm going to glaze over them. Cause again, I want to go into it in detail. Uh, we got Tom Holland or Tom Holland, Tom Hardy, you know, dropping a little bit of symbiote love into Tom Holland's world. We believe, um, I believe that's, that's where it is. Um, and then he gets bleeped back out to his world, which, is Venom, in, which world is Venom in, is the next question. Andrew Garfield, there's so much fucking speculation. It's a fucking lovely, guys. I have seen so much speculation that Tom Hardy is in the Andrew Garfield world, and we're going to see Andrew Garfield, black suit, Spider-Man, symbiote style, boom. I don't know. And then we got, uh, it's exciting. I don't know. I like thinking about that. I'd love to see something come come of the near future with the, with uh, any of them, really, I think it would be cool. Uh, and then, of course, we got kind of the Doctor Strange trailer, which which was interesting. It was cool to see it. And, yes, we got to see American Chavez. We got to see quite a bit in that uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness trailer. But it was very interesting. It was like, this is not like a little fucking end credit. This is a trailer for his movie. 
um, and Wanda's back and it's going to be fucking a wild ride guys. And I, I am so freaking excited about what's to come. And on, another note, so we got, obviously we got those three Spider-Mans. There was obviously some note, some notable references to a African-American or black Spider-Man, which we know Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse um, part two is coming 2022, the latter part of the year or the latter part of 2022. Um, the speculation for a real life miles yet to be seen, but we could definitely see something in the near future, which would be freaking awesome. Now, one of the big things that's come up recently is the relationship between Sony and Marvel and the MCU. Uh, The CEO of Sony recently talked about it. Kevin Feige's recently talked about it. Um, And it sounds like there is a very good relationship between the two, especially when it comes to high, you know, high dollar uh, arrangements and Spider-Man being a front runner for opportunity and money. So let's look at, I want to look real quick. Um, Let me see what these guys are at. I did look at numbers a few days ago. Hold on here. Box numbers that they were killing it oh my god oh my god it broke a billion it broke a billion worldwide jesus domestically 467 million 587 million from 61 overseas markets oh my god it broke a billion and it still has a ways to go of course it did um so there you go is there going to be more yeah yeah even if the more movie was fucking horrible and it did a billion, it was not horrible by any stretch of the imagination. I thought it was very well done and a highly enjoyable movie, but good Lord, that solidifies the relationship between Sony and Marvel. I mean, the big B speaks volumes um, well beyond like concern or, or what have you. So I think the future is looking pretty good for Spider-Man and the associated IPs, both in the Sony verse and Marvel. You know, we'll see what Morbius does. Morbius is coming soon. I'm very excited. I like the portrayal so far of Michael Morbius. An interesting note about that is he, if you guys haven't seen the commercial, check it out. Um, it's been been out for a hot minute. I think it even played the, the commercial on uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. But he makes a reference to Venom, which leads us to believe that Venom and Morbius are in the same universe which still begs the question on what universe is Venom and Morbius in that uh, allows us what Spider-Man and the, to add a kind of a third prong to this is so Michael Morbius references Venom does his face change thing. So Venom and, and uh, Michael Morbius, AKA yeah, Michael Morbius and Venom, same universe. Why the fuck is the vulture there in the commercial? The vultures there. So is that an alternate universe too, where it's the same exact copy, or what the hell is the vulture Michael Keaton doing there? And how how do we have again this this strange line drawn? We'll have to see. I'm excited. I want to see Morbius. I think uh, from the commercials, I am very excited. Jared Leto is a very talented person. Uh, Morbius could play in a lot of different arenas in the MCU and the Sony verse. So bring that shit on. God, I'm stoked for that, guys. Whew. 
I think that's the bulk of what I got for you today. Just a bunch of a bunch of different things to discuss, talk about, and uh, kind of go over with you. And yeah, I guess may, maybe I'll leave it at, leave it at that. You know, a lot of exciting stuff coming in 2022, as you guys already know. MCU stuff. Shit, there's gonna be some cool Star Wars stuff. DCEU stuff, a lot of shows that uh, had been displaced over 2021 due to COVID and and the impacts that I'm sure we're going to see into 2022, Um, some DCEU cool stuff I'm I'm hoping for. We got the Peacemaker show coming. We got Aquaman coming. We got the new Batman coming. Um, Exciting. Very, very exciting. And not to include all the shows where we haven't been presented with. And the She-Hulk and the Moon Knights and and so much more. I am so freaking stoked for this, guys. And I hope you guys are too. Again, earlier in today's show, I mentioned drop a comment on some of the shows and a couple of movies that you're watching that you like or maybe you hate it. I'd be interested to see either or. And uh, if it makes the line, I'll talk about them here on the show. I'd love to hear what you guys, again, are watching. Please drop a comment down below. As always, though. If you want to catch the show regularly or any of our shows, we've got a ton of shows that we drop every week, a minimum of four. We've been hitting fives regularly. So you're going to want to check all of it out. And the easiest way to do that, guys, is by hitting the subscribe or follow button, depending on what platform you're listening to. And if you're already a subscriber, do us do it, do us a solid. Do your boys a solid. Give us a review on the platform you're listening to us on. It means a lot to us. It helps us out. It helps the algorithm. Um kind of promote us and push us to the top of uh, some of the new podcasts uh, that are being presented out there. It really, really helps us out. So that's what I got for you guys today on the weekend. Wire here on Culture Jack. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch up with you in the next episode.